0: Well, I've actually been a lawyer um, for, I think, next year, it'll be 40 years. Um, yeah, a long time. Um, and I've loved it. I still do. I'm still doing it. And um, in, in many ways, I'm still doing what I did when I started. Um, I'm a, a, an advocate, uh, so I'm a, I've been for a long time a criminal lawyer who goes into courts. So I've been in more or less every court you can think of, whether it's Court of Appeal in London or magistrate's courts, crown courts, whatever, tribunals, whatever, police stations. Um, do you know anything about those, Nigel? Um, and, um, yeah, and, and and I've been in all that, and I've done that for all that time. Latterly I've, I've kind of moved into a different area. I'm doing a lot of um, childcare work, uh, representing children, uh, family work, that kind of thing, which... Donald know all about um, that kind of thing. So um, when I started, I never thought that I would be somebody who would get up and speak um, about things to people. Um, it did not figure in my ambitions because I, I like that's why I play bass. I like to sit in the background of things and actually do that and let other people do things. One of the best things I've learned about leadership is that you stand up here, and then you get everybody else to do everything. It's a great thing to do, because it's nice and easy. Um, you just get them to do the work. Um, but, so, so this did not come naturally to me, and yet, through God's grace, I've done it for 40 years, and I've done it on a daily basis. So how does that happen? And what have I learned in that time that may assist anybody here, when it comes to Giving testimony. Because just remember what testimony is, and I looked for a definition of it um, yesterday, and it says evidence in support of a fact or a statement. That's what testimony is. So when you get up here and say something, you're giving evidence. That's what you're actually doing. There's nothing fancy about it or or complicated about it, you're giving evidence. And you're giving evidence about something. That's your purpose. It's not to tell us what you had for dinner. It's not to tell us what the colour of your socks was. It's not to tell us the detail around something. Your purpose, your point, ultimately, is to give evidence about something. And so, I suppose... (sighs) When you're getting up here, the first thing you've got to think about is, what point am I trying to make? Because we can all just talk. We can all just say something. We can all just um, ramble on. But what point are you trying to make? There's something that you need to say. What is it? So you ask yourself that, first of all. and. There was a survey uh, done in uh, in 2018, it was, um, by Microsoft, which said that the average attention span of an individual in a group setting is about 8 to 10 seconds long. 8 to 10 seconds before your mind goes off on something else. Different in, a, in a, a different setting. If you're concentrating on a teaching, it's about 10 minutes. But eight seconds. So, and now eight seconds is quite a long time. If you think about it, you know, it's not, it's about that long. There's something that you can say in that time that's going to bless somebody. But make no mistake, if you don't get on with it, if you don't make your point you lose people. I've often heard said by, I've probably said it myself up here, um, to cut a long story short or to, uh, oh, that's another story for another day or, or whatever. Make no mistake, if, if you've gone on, then somebody else has cut you off already, the person who's listening to you. They've gone on to something else. So, so when, you, when, you, when you're preparing, and I'll talk about preparing in a moment, when you're trying to make your point about something, just make sure that you make that point concisely, simply, and with clarity. Don't expect that you're going to be able to hold somebody's attention for more than eight seconds at a time. <laughs> it's incredible when you think about it. And we don't need to go on at great length. That you can say, I don't know, anybody got any idea how many words do you think an average person in an average situation can say in about five minutes? How many words? Any guesses? How many? That sounds a bit specific. I think he's maybe been reading the same book as me. About 750, (laughs) right? Well done, Mr. Moon. You might have been late, but at least you've got the right answer. Um, 750 words. Well, that's a lot of words. That is a lot of words. 750 words in five minutes. Um, Goes down to 390 in three minutes. Surely we can make our point within that time. I'm not talking about teaching here. I'm not talking about something that might, might need longer. And even teaching, as we said this morning, you break teaching down into sections. You don't, you don't try and blurb it all out in once, because the attention span won't take it in. It's a waste of time. So surely, we can all say what we have to say with using a, 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 a simpler way of approach um, without uh, messing about. So 750 words, five minutes, attention span, Eight seconds. Are we all still listening? Have we all gone up to something else? I think we (laughs) probably have. Yeah. So when you get asked, and let me say this next year, um, we're all going to be asked this question because it's a new season. And even if we don't ask the question as a leadership or as people in your team or whatever, then God's going to ask you this question. So I have no problem with that. He's going to say, you've got something to share. You've got something to share, Leanne. You've got something to share, Hannah. You, you know, we've all got something to share here. and I'm not just picking you two. Just, I just saw you. That's the only reason I'm, I'm, I'm saying you. You will have lots to share all the time. And that's whether it's a prophecy or whatever it is. It's just true. Now, the question is, will you share it? Will you do that? Will you actually get up and do it? Well, there's nothing complicated about it at intimidating about it and there's nothing that you can't do so when you get asked to do it can you try and prepare now the way I prepare and the way I always have prepared I do this sort of thing all right I haven't got a laptop or anything like that but I can do it on that as well I kind of go like that and, and I write all sorts of ideas out I write all sorts of little bits of stuff out uh, things that I'll never use at the end of the day, because it's a process. But if you get asked to do something, whether you're used to writing or not, doesn't really matter. Just think about what it is you're going to say and keep thinking about it and carry it inside yourself. You will find, if you talk to anybody who's given a, 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 um, i was going to say a sermon then, but has taught, given a word, that's, that's, that's what we say nowadays, given a word, they will have carried it They won't just have blurted it out. It will have been carried for a while. So prepare. Think about what you're going to... What is it that I'm going to say? Anka's going to talk to you a little bit more about this in due course. But generally, it's often said there are three things out there. You know, three things. What happened? How did it make me feel? What's... Where am I now? And then there's a start and a finish. So there's five things... I said, didn't I? But, but, you know, that's it. So what's your testimony? Let me give you an example. Hello. That's the introduction, by the way. I was lost. Jesus found me. I am saved. See you later. All right, that's a testimony. Now, it might be a little bit simple, but that's a testimony. How long did that take me? Did it take me 10 minutes of rambling and carrying on and going around the houses and saying all sorts of stuff? Did I stand here and go, I don't really know what I'm going to say? Well, why are you up here then? I mean, you know, well, I don't know, you know. Um, just prepare and think about it. And if you do that, I'll tell you what happens. This is what happened for me, and it happened for me loads of times when I was starting off as a lawyer. I'd write it all down, and I'd use it as a crutch, really. I'd get up, and I'd, I'd, almost, I'd almost recite it off the page, word for word. But it does give you a security which you don't have if you don't do that. If you don't prepare for anything and you go into it, you are going to struggle. That's not a prophecy, it's just a fact. The more you prepare, the easier it will be and the more relaxed you'll be. And more importantly, the more effective you'll be at making your point. I'll give you another example. Ian, bless him, he's not here. He really blessed me with a testimony. Uh, I think it was earlier this year or late last year, where he said, and uh, this was his position, he said hello, I'm pretty certain he introduced himself. He said, I was walking up to a courtroom because I had a difficult court case to deal with. I was worried about it and I felt a little bit uh, bit alone. Um, I saw Phil. Phil works in the courts. He talked to me. He made me feel a lot better. I went into court. It was fine. Thank you for friendship. See you later. Right, there you go. That was one of the testimonies that blessed me most last year. Not because it was about me, but I just thought it was a great testimony. That was a simple testimony. He said it. He delivered it. He said what happened, how it made him feel, what the result was. And then he went. What he didn't do was go on about it. And if I go into court, I can tell you now because it's happened loads of times. I'll go into court. and If I ramble on, judges don't like that and they lose patience and they will start interrupting. I've heard that. Don't repeat yourself too much. I've heard that. Uh, can we move on, Mr. Strange? Uh, what's the point you're trying to make? I've that plenty of times. And the, the point there is, if he asks you what point you're trying to make, and you don't know what point you're trying to make, you're just going on because you really don't know. That's because you haven't prepared. It's as simple as that. You know, it never, it never, ever fails you cannot over prepare you can't do it so if you ask and this is in advance I'll talk about spontaneous in a minute but if it's in advance prepare you don't have to be a lawyer or a teacher or anybody if for you it's just a case of sitting and thinking about what it is you're going to say cut out all the nonsense save that for another day If anybody wants to talk to you more about your testimony, they'll seek you out and then you can expand. But testimony is designed to give evidence about a statement or about a fact or something that's happened. And it's got to be understandable and it's got to be simple. And you will lose people if you speak for a long time about things that don't matter. Now, I believe everybody here is quite capable of saying what happened, where, where I was, how it made me feel, and where I am now, what the result is. And I'm pretty certain everybody can say goodbye and hello in the right order. Now, and, and at the end of the day, as a lawyer, what I've learned in however long I've been doing it is... That the simpler you make things, the shorter it is, the more effective it is. And yeah, all right. Now I don't do this quite so much as I used to do. I still do it though, as you can see. Most of the things on there I won't mention uh, because they've helped me get to say something that I needed to say. And Anka's gonna say some of these things as well, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump on her toes, because that wouldn't be good. Um, but let me just encourage you to just give testimony this year about the things that happen in your life. Um, spontaneous. We can all be sat in our chairs and something can be. I feel as though I have to give this. I have to give this word. I have to give this testimony. It's from nowhere. What, I don't where it's from God. I, I just need to say it. Now, Best thing there, you check it first. You know, you've got to have a word with one of the leaders. It might just not fit in with the flow of things, whatever. But always check it with somebody first. Don't just come up and, and just say stuff. Because again, you won't make your point. You'll lose people. People will just go off thinking about the dinner. They'll be thinking about the kids running around, whatever. In this scenario, it's, you've probably got an attention span which is slightly longer because there aren't as many distractions But believe me, in a normal situation, they will you you will lose them. So there's no point in doing it. So so check with somebody. And even then, if you're sat there, think about it first. Think about it. Just think right, okay. Um what where am I? What is it that you're trying to say about what happened? Because it has to be about what happened, that's what testimony is. How did it make me feel? And where am I now? And what is the point of what you're going to say? And then get up and say it. That's about testimony. But, you know, I think in this new season, we're going to be hearing prophecies as well. There's a whole different subject, of which I know very little. But what I do know is a lot of the principles about keeping it simple, about the three, about the five, about not using big words, not going around the houses applies to prophecy as much as anything else because you've got to be effective. If God tells you something about somebody else or a situation then prepare. Question it yourself. Look at it. How am I going to present this? Can I make it simple? Can I make it understandable? And then when you come and give it it means something. And it can be the same for prayer as well. You know, if you, if you want to pray, pray, pray for healing on someone and you feel you're, you're led to do that, then ask yourselves, what am I going to say? Am I just going to go up there and just just wait and say whatever comes into my head? Am I actually going to just think about it and be intentional, word we often use, and then, and then say something that is of worth? Rather than just ramble on and the person that you're praying for healing for is thinking, when's this going to end? I'm going to be well by the time this finishes just because of the time that it's taken. (laughs) Whatever. You know, you've you've really got to think about these things. And I'm not saying, don't, don't ever misunderstand what I'm saying. Sometimes things take a long time, but then it's the context in which you're doing it. Sometimes... You know, you need to say a lot of things. But think about what it is you're saying before you say it, is what I'm saying. Don't just think automatically that the the Holy Spirit, which lives inside us all, is just going to say, right, Holy Spirit, just tell me what to say. And then it just happens like that. Well, that might be somebody's experience. But generally, I think the Holy Spirit, who is cleverer and more intelligent and brighter than anybody that you will ever meet, probably prepares what he's going to say before he actually says it to you. You know, he is going to be, I think, the best preparer of all. And he says, prepare the way, there's God. And I think preparing the way means preparing. It's a word that I'd like you to go away with today as if you didn't notice. So um, be encouraged. Uh, I know already that in this room today, there are a lot of testimonies a lot of evidence that people can give let the judge listen to it don't be told off for going on too long keep it on point keep it simple keep it clear and it will be it will be a blessing All right okay anka over to you
1: Okay, thank you, Phil. Um, So we are all different, which is amazing, because obviously some people might work. uh, My 100% honest reaction when I saw Phil's paper today, I was like, it's all over the place. It's not in a line. Where do you look first? Where do you look second? Because, you know, this is how I write. (laughs) Um, So. It's okay to be different. It's okay to know, but as long as you know what's on your piece of paper and what's gonna come out next. So we're gonna share about the art of communication, beauty behind preparation and languages. So I'm gonna, the point is that communication is, is a skill. So if it's a skill, it can be taught and it can be learned. And we have to find the balance between a gift and a learned skill. So why is it important to share? Because we are called to share. We are called to share to one, to two, to 50, to 100. We are called to share. Not just all of us. Not just the preachers, the speakers, the teachers. Everyone is called to share wherever you are, whatever sphere you are in. God has done amazing things in each of our lives. There is no doubt about that. And I believe we're meant to share them for his glory. Every single person in this room and every single person watching online has experienced God's love in a beautiful way, at least once, because you are loved. He wants you to experience his love. But like Phil said, he wants you to also share and give out that love that you have received. So why is it important to learn to communicate? Because if we're called to share, we're also called to love one another. And loving one another means, sometimes loving one another looks like preparation. Sometimes loving one another means thinking of the other person, even though I'm sharing about myself. Loving one another means growing and learning and always moving forward. Loving one another means thinking of you when I prepare. Because the message itself is not always the most important. So I'm not now going to teach you a little maths lesson. Because uh, I used to be a maths teacher and I like maths and you all need math at some point. Therefore, my message is important. So I'm going to teach you to it. You ready? Yeah. Okay, but you have to pay l- very attention because I'm going to ask you questions at the end. Okay. Lectia de azi este despre cel mai mare multipluor comun. Okay? Cel mai mare multipluor comun ai nevoie pentru că trebuie să aduni și să scăzi fracții. Okay? După ce faci fracțiile, trebuie să cauți a comun, denumitor comun. Dacă nu știu denumitor comun, nu pot să adun și să scaz fracții. După ce fac asta, trebuie să cauz cel mai mare multiplu comun. Okay? Let me do it a bit slower. <laughs> Lecția de azi este despre cel mai mare. Oh, I'm doing this as slowly as I can. Can you get what I'm saying? Yes, LA. What else? Well done, everyone. Okay. Maths. So, even though the math itself is good, even though it was correct, I haven't done it in a way that you, my audience, can receive it. Speaking in a way that the people that you talk to and the people that hear you is just as important as the message. The problem wasn't with what I shared, the problem was with the setting and the people. If this would be Monday morning in a Romanian school, I would have been very on point, may I say. But being Sunday morning, and this is not a school, and you're not my students, and you don't speak Romanian, it's not the right setting for it. I need to read the room. The setting in which you share is very important. Knowing what you will share, like Phil said, and how you will share it before even starting to talk is also very important. You know, I I wrote all this word and then I realized that I didn't, I also wrote, I just did a little here, asterisk, teach maths in Romanian. And then I was like, wait, I didn't actually prepare the maths Romanian lesson. You have to know what you're going to say before you start talking. When I teach a maths lesson, I know what my end goal is and what the children would take from it. But also, I know how I will get there. I also know that I have a few children that within 10 sec- eight seconds, they're thinking about what's lunch. So I need to reach them. I also need, I know I have some kids in the room that absolutely love listening to the maths. So I also need to reach them and not bore them with very, very simple things. I need to know who I'm talking to. So how do you learn this? Phil already said, preparation, which is a big one, and practice. Because when you prepare, you feel confident. Preparation gives you confidence. And practice gives you confidence when there's a moment of spontaneity. If you've done it 20 times prepared, and the 21st time comes spontaneous, and you think, I don't have any paper, I need to do it now, then you already have some background. When I teach... Any topic in maths now, you tell me any topic in maths and I will make you a lesson. And you can tell me it's a 5 minutes lesson, I'll make you a 5 minutes lesson. If it's an hour lesson, I'll make it a one-hour lesson. Why? Because I'm a genius? No. Because I've done it for many, many, many years. Because I know that 10 years ago, I had to sit down and write word by word the 5 minutes lesson a 10 minutes lesson. But that preparation now brings me to my moment of spontaneity. And I can do it because it's inside of me. And it's the same with preparation and repetition and practice. If you prepare all the time, then you feel, feel prepared in a moment of just God has dropped something in your mind. You feel prepared in Asda aisle. You feel prepared while you wait in your queue at Tong Garden Center because there's 20 people in front of you. But you feel prepared because you've done all the preparation before. So, preparing and practicing has nothing to do with the gift of teaching. If you have a gift for sharing, for talking, for communicating, for teaching, you still need to prepare and practice. I still need to prepare, even though I love maths and I know maths and I'm good at maths. doesn't mean I don't need to prepare. If you're If you don't have a gift in this, you still need to prepare. And you can still do it. Preparing is all about taking some time to ask yourself some questions. So I'm going to go through them. Um, When I get ready for a lesson, or I used to get ready for a lesson in maths, I used to think, what is the lesson objective? And sometimes, you have to really think of the end objective to be able to go back to the beginning to see how you're going to start. So I'm going to, we we need an aim, a middle, and an end. So I'm going to break it down to you to these three questions. Like Phil said, what was the issue or the problem that I was facing, or someone around me was facing? This doesn't need not not. Mm-mm. This doesn't need to be more than two paragraphs, the most. So let me share with you this testimony in this way. So I went through a period of time in my life where I found it very difficult to be alone in my house, especially at night. I just really struggled. I didn't like it, it made me worried, it made me anxious. I knew the logical that I was okay because the doors were locked, but my mind was racing with thoughts and fears and anxiety. And I found it very hard every time Matthew had to travel, my husband had to travel and I would be on my own. I I just really struggled. So this was my issue, this was what I was facing. I was facing fear, anxiety in the circumstances of being alone and especially at night. So this was my issues. Okay, I don't need to really um, go on more about that. At this point, there's no need of details of every night I spent on my own and how scared I felt, or what movie I watched before bed that helped me go to sleep. Or you know, those are details that you know they happened. And like Phil said, if someone wants to know more how it actually was, because you're also going through this, let's talk after. The second question is this: What did I do about it? So, I identified the issue within me. I realized that it isn't something that's coming from God. He would not want me to be fearing and being alone in the house. I started praying and journaling, as well as sharing it with a few people that stand with me and pray with me. I found the root and I prayed into it and allowed God's healing to enter my mind instead of fear i knew it was going to be painful talking about it but i also knew that the alternative was just as painful or even more painful so i prayed and i allowed healing so this was what i did about it there's way more detail about how i did it and the length of time that i did it but this is what i did and the third question and this is also part of my lesson objective part of what i want to leave you with and encourage you is this what was the result Because if I only had part one and part two, there would be a pretty bad testimony. Because now you're just left with, oh my goodness, poor anger. (laughs) Can she even go to sleep? (laughs) But this was the result. It wasn't an instant and painless, but God healed me. God helped me to see what was there that caused the anxiety and the fear. God spoke in those areas of my life that were in the dark, and he he shone light onto them. Every time I was able to tune into God's voice more and more, when I would be faced with being alone and not the voice of fear and anxiety. As time went on, God revealed more and more of why that was there and brought continuing healing in it. Recently, I went away. So not even in my house that I know I feel secure and safe. And I stayed in a different place for multiple nights all by myself in a whole apartment. And not just able to stay by myself, Actually, enjoy it and to fully trust in God and His word and not giving fear and anxiety a voice. Praise the Lord! So, this was my testimony I was scared, I prayed, God brought healing, and how, and He carries on bringing healing. So, the questions were what was the issue or problem that you were facing, or someone around you, what did you do about it, and what was the result? There are way more details that I could have included and in different settings and circumstances I might do. But learning to know which part to keep and which part to take out is essential. Because you are now left with the fact that God healed me and not with what was on TV the the first night I was scared. You are left with what God has done in my life, the healing restoration that took place in this story. And that was my lesson objective. There is beauty in preparing that brings confidence. Like Phil said, you know when you get up and say something when you're not quite prepared. And if you know it, the people around you know it. And that doesn't bring confidence. And practice comes from repetition. The more you share your heart, what God has done in your life, as we are meant to, the more you learn from it. The more you realize the significance of what you have to say and that your voice carries something very special and very important. In a world full of so many voices from everywhere, media, people, politicians, hurt people, angry people, let us be the voice that raises above all and speaks of an amazing God that has done and is still doing good things but let's also learn how to do this and not miss opportunities and lose people's interest in the process more and more I believe that using the excuse if it's not my gifting to not do something or learn something or grow in something in the kingdom it's just that an excuse Yes, it's true, we all have different giftings and we are different. Praise the Lord, because how boring would that be if we're all the same? But we're also beautiful creations that can learn and grow in every area. I am absolutely terrible at drawing and painting and sketching, you name it, I'm bad at it. But I can learn, because it's a skill, and I can master it if I put time and effort into it. I might not sell a painting in a museum, and I might not be in any art magazines, But it's a skill that I can learn. I just haven't given it the time and effort. Let's take this time now to reflect on all these questions and all that's been said and write some things down. And let your testimony this morning and from now on, not having to go, we were saying this earlier, sometimes when I hear the word testimony, I think, oh, he has to go in the, one of these categories, categories, um, like oh, finance. Oh, when was God? When God has God released me from finance or healing or well, actually, like Phil said, I was feeling worried about going to court. My friend was there, I was fine. That is a healing. This morning I felt anxious. I prayed. My friend texted me saying, "I love you." I'm okay now. Those little things that you might think they are little, therefore who wants to hear them, are the things that we need to share because they are the everyday things that we all need to hear of one another. And they are still things that God was in them. I'm not going to dismiss them just because they're small. God was in the small. God was in the big. So it might be helpful to write down in bullet points or spidergrams, or, and this might be like the nth time you do this. You're like, well, yeah, I know. I know where to start. Or this might be your first time. But let's take some time now. We're going to put some music on. We're going to take some time. And then we're going to have some time of you sharing your testimony. We're also going to have a time towards the end where if you would like your testimony to not be online, we are going to stop streaming. And you can share, which is completely fine. There might be things that you want to share with the people here. And as you might write, you might think, actually, I I do want to share this. I just don't really want to share this morning. So you might text a friend and say, can we go for a walk and let me share this with you? Or you might think, I'm just going to write it down for me to remember. Because sometimes those testimonies to yourself are very important. Some things that you read from last year might encourage you today. So you've encouraged yourself. From, so you might think, actually, this is a testimony for me. I want to remind myself a year from now what God has done. Therefore, I'm going to write it down. So let's do this now. And then we'll have some time. If you would like to share after the streaming, just come and mention it to me. So we kind of know.